Ah, yeah, that's number six, so you know what time it is. Time, finally, for another episode of Already Five Deep, and uh, I'm Wynn, here with my man Mo. Mo! Mo, what up? This is me. Welcome to yet another episode of Already Five Deep, episode number two. Let's go! Haven't seen you since last year. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, last month was crazy. I, you know, December's always are. I don't mean to be cliche, but it always seems like, you know, just Christmas, New Year's, all that, you know, whatever you do for the holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that thing. It sneaks up. Yeah. Sneaks now, up. was it crazy for you because you're in reality a Chicano Santa? No, not at sure? all. Are you sure? I, I, I definitely not. I'm more like a Chicano Let's Krampus. go down the checklist. Okay, you look jolly. True. You got a beard. I don't want you to take offense at this next part. You are a little bit portly, I guess. And <laughs> you have a very, you know, uh, a jovial nature. I mean, hey, if you're not Chicano Santa, who is? Well, all right. You discovered me. What can I say? I knew it. You son of a cover, bitch. Cover blown. Cover That's blown. why we haven't had an episode in so long. That's no, why. Seriously. We've both been. Uh, hella busy to use the term, uh, you know, from Northern California. Hella, hella. Shout out Bay Area. Shout out Bay Area. Gross. Uh, I feel very for saying that. Anyways, let's dive into it. I cracked that sixth beer, so uh, we are already five deep. Uh, we got a larger list of topics to talk about, but before we get into that, I just I feel I need to address something that came up last episode. So. When I said I shit in the shower, I need people to understand. I do not full on Andre the Giant the the bathtub. Okay, I don't just shit like directly to the bathtub. Okay, I do, in fact, use the toilet like most people do. I don't know what's normal anymore. Maybe normal people shit in the bathtub. No, I don't know. Maybe I am somewhere further along the evolutionary chain where. This is going to be the new norm now moving forward. People shitting in the shower. It's just, you know what? You go into the bathroom, it's just a shower. That's it. One giant per day. Okay? But here's the thing. I do shit in the toilet. Okay? But when I'm done, I don't wipe my ass. I just jump directly in the shower and I go from there. Now, as I'm cleaning my butthole, sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of leavings in there that want to come out. And that's it. That's it. Okay? I feel I really needed to clear that up. So people are just, oh, this guy just straight up shitting in the shower. That's only happened, I don't know, 30, 35 times where I've actually just full on shit in the shower by itself. And this is, this is across a lifetime. You don't know how old I am, internet. I'm just some random guy. Could be two years old, could be 200. Who knows? <laughs> two years old with the 50 year old dick. I mean, that's fine, right? Or is that, is that pedophilia? I don't know. I don't know. It's one way or another. We might have to uh, there's not going to be enough cuts in between that one to edit that out. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. So we were talking a little, man, you know, I got to be honest, uh, Mo, sometimes it's, it's hard to do this show because we have such great conversations beforehand, you know, before we start recording, as we're drinking, getting ready. The prep work for this show is intense, guys. I mean, God. You have to power through five beers. Shotgunning five beers just <laughs> then you record and we're still right? drinking. You know, it's a lot of prep work. Five beers, five drinks, whatever. Oh, man, speak up. We still got that whiskey thing. But, uh, yes, we do. That's a whole other another thing. You have to drive later, too. So, yeah. uh, But it's just more fun driving drunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't add us, man. I want to talk about the best like little video meme I've seen probably like this last week. It's this uh, it's this like guy, and uh, you know, it's like the Shaq commercials, kind of the same thing, like where he does that lip thing, where he's like, oh, like he just discovered the greatest thing ever, and uh, it says, what could make drinking any more fun? And then there's like, you know, just silence, and then in big letters it says feeling keys in your pocket and then it's like a new discovery you know <laughs> you know look if it didn't feel so wrong it wouldn't be so much fun true you know what i mean all right anyways we got some topics we want to discuss because we figured we should go into these shows at least with bullet points of topics so the first thing on the list is the lambo leap <laughs> Which I just, I, I'm throwing this one at you as a surprise because we were talking about it. <laughs> so the Lambo Leap. Now you had mentioned in our lead up to this show, our prep work for this show, how uh, your significant other had said she'd never seen anybody jump into the crowd watching the Lambo Leap. And you're like, you know what? If those people are sitting there, they want it. They just want it. So what are some other areas like in popular sporting events that you can think of where people are sitting in an area where they expect a certain thing to happen. All right. So going going back to like the Bay Area, like if you're sitting in right field, like in those in the that little area where it's like the short deck, not short by any means, like short fence or like short distance, but just right field, like all the way out there, home runs, like right in front of the bay, you're kind of hoping to see a ball go over you not to you if it's a home run because you want to see it go into the bay. So you're expecting not to come home with a home run, just kind of sit there, right? Uh, as far as, like, that goes, I say that's one thing. Another thing, if you sit between – if you sit, like, right behind the field goal posts in a football stadium, any, I think you're expecting or kind of hoping somebody kicks it over the net, go home with a souvenir, get a football, or kick it through the net. Happens sometimes there's, like, holes in the net. Yeah, something like that. What about you? What do you think some sport norms are? You know, I think if people are sitting courtside at an NBA game, they're expecting to leave that game pregnant. A lot of good-looking people at NBA games. That is true. You know, courtside, big Hollywood stars all over. True story. True story. It's, you know what? These these are all jobs. So that's what's segueing into our next topic, jobs. All right? Now, we came up with some lists earlier. So, I'll ask you first, and then I'll answer afterwards. What was the worst job that you ever had? Worst job I ever had was just a few years ago, and I say it's the worst because I've had hard-ass labor jobs, like back-breaking jobs, shoveling horse manure, no shit. That was my first job. We'll get into that later. Uh, but, like, my worst job was working at a print and sign shop as a salesperson where I'd already been in the industry like three years and three, like four years. That sounds like a little bit of time, but to be in that industry, it's like I learned a lot at the first company I was in, how to leave it because they were going through some changes and I just kind of didn't like, like what was going to happen to me there. So I bailed. And then, uh, I show up at this next job. And everything's sounding good on paper, and I just kind of ignored all the red flags. I was working directly under the owner of the company, and man, 
it was the worst job because of that. It was just, you know, like, kind of hired me to be somewhat of a, it's kind of like a right-hand man, but it ended up not being that, kind of just like, do what I say, like, all the time type of deal. And I respect that, you know, he's the one, he's the one, like, funding the whole company, funding the operation, but if you're bringing in, like, new business, new deals, you kind of should get some say into, like, what goes on, right? It just wasn't like that. That was the worst job because he did not have, like, any idea what he was doing. And that's also why every day was, like, comedy in a sense because I saw him do some complete fuck-ups, like, doing like doing things that were just, like, oh, wow, like, I don't know we should really be doing that. And I'm not throwing shade or nothing. I know it sounds like that, like, talking shit or whatever, but just, it was just, imagine being, like, really proficient in something then somebody gets appointed to you that's going to be in charge of you that's not so proficient and they're kind of like diminishing your skills type of deal nice i i, I hear you on that mode but i do vaguely remember you having that job we've, we've been friends for a while but i believe you told me despite all his numerous faults the man could do a triple lindy like nobody's business <laughs> a triple lindy triple lindy yeah he uh he could I love back to school. Yep. He said he watched. Uh, he, he said he watched that movie every day until he perfected. Is that right? Uh, that is true. He did. He did watch it every day. He would talk about it morning meetings. It was kind of you know whatever. Just kind of ignored that part. I mean, it's a good movie. I don't know if I'd watch it every day. It's not a porno. I'm not going to watch it every day. Background. Moving on. <laughs> so, what was my worst job? Oof. Man, so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying it had some really good moments because it'll probably be my best job as well, and uh, I don't know. But my worst job was uh, you met me after I left that job. It was the the one here local. Uh, no names now. Don't be name dropping companies. I still want to because they're such scumbags. So the worst job. Um, I worked there for about eight years. It's a third-party calibration company. Um, and I saw so many good people come and go from there. Um, the amount of talent that was hemorrhaged from that company is just ridiculous. You look around the area, you see so many successful, like highly successful companies uh, we'll say uh, we'll say moderately successful small businesses have spawned off of them, but they're viable small businesses that the the owners or founders started at that company. But due to just ridiculous uh, ridiculous expectations and lack of uh, uh, forethought, lack of vision, lack of just being a decent human being, these people all left that company to start their own thing. Now. Had the ownership, had the leaders of that company been more like, yeah, okay, we, we acknowledge your talent. We see it, you know, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, promote that from within and like use that to our advantage. No, they didn't do it. They refused. So they kind of shot themselves in the foot and everything. So in that sense, it was a terrible company. They expected people to just work and work and work and work and work. 
one of my friends put it best, you know, because like we liked our coworkers. Our coworkers were great. And there is a, there is a certain bond you create in, in prison. And that's what it was like there. It's like, you just, you just really bond with your friends that you work with because they're going through the same shit you are. And it's uh, awful. So, yeah. That is true. I met uh, two of the guys that I still talk to every day. We got like a little meme page that we share memes on too uh, from that job. We're always just sending memes back and forth to each other. Not gonna, not gonna, you know, I'm just gonna drop these code words right here. Dog and Philly. And they'll be able to figure out who is who from there because they know. But yeah, you know, I'm just gonna call him Dog, but he... He was at that company for such a long time. Man, he put up with the most, but he, he knew the ins and out of everything. Dude could have ran the place, but he was stuck like in a lowest of the low position there. And dude was just talented too, man. He could, he could go out and sell the product. He could go in the back and make the product. Like dude could have had his own little company doing that, but probably just didn't want to for various reasons. You know, he had this nightmare of a story where he was, putting together we'll just call them pamphlets but it wasn't pamphlets but it was like a whole bunch of stapling and sewing paper together like in the back one night probably from like 6 p.m to midnight and then went to deliver this up north like an hour away and came back the same day still came to work at like 7 30 the next day trooper and you know trooper it's it's telling that my worst job is my worst job because as you know and I've been very vocal about I was a sex slave for several years against my will. <laughs> Still found it more enjoyable <laughs> than working at that company. <laughs> yeah. Then if, if you were a sex slave, uh, sorry. <laughs> Moving on from sex slaves, but this other guy. Philly, he'll know who this is just from like talking about him, but he was also a sex slave. We'll get more into that maybe like in episode four or five. But yeah, he calls me one day, yo, I'm stuck on top of this roof because they lifted me up here with like, you know, pallets stacked on top. Like, so it was like three pallets stacked on top of a forklift with like a 20 foot ladder. And that's how he got up there. They, rose the, the the forklift like with the uh, three pallets stacked together and a 20 foot ladder on top of that he climbed up there the ladder fell over <laughs> and the driver from the forklift went away so nobody was there to put the ladder back on he was stuck on that thing for like an hour up in the roof and then the owner of the company that guy was just like well you just come back on down not knowing what's going on crazy all right Flips out of that coin. Best job. What's the best job you ever had? Best job I ever had is really hard to tell, man. Maybe it's one I haven't had yet, but I had to be cliche. I, I really, really don't want to say this, but I think this is the best job I ever had. Uh, working with my dad. Yeah, you know, it's a cliche thing. It's like, oh, working with the family. It's like, it's... A lot of people don't like it. Some people do. For me, it just taught me a lot about life, a lot about providing, a lot about getting up, dealing with the bullshit you got to deal with every day. I mean, it, 
it's nice when you have a relationship with your dad that doesn't involve him selling you into the sex trade. So that's good. I'm glad you have that. Was, that was your story. <laughs> no, nah, but awesome, Matt, man. he taught me how to work from like, uh, like, you know, ever since I could like basically remember like four or five years old would take me out to work with him. But like when he really started like teaching me about work, I was probably like 11, 12 years old. And uh, really, like when I was in high school and stuff, he would take me on the weekend, sometimes after school, meet him up. And just uh, he, he auto detailed cars for 20 some years. I would go out, meet him up, help him out Saturdays, help him out Fridays, help him out. Uh, really just put in that elbow work, man, like detailing cars. If you know how to detail a car, it's not easy. Some cars could take upwards of uh, six hours if they're not in great condition if you're doing it by yourself as a team you can knock them out like an hour and a half doing it by yourself could take a long time but you got to take the seats out and everything else right yeah if you're doing if you're doing a thorough job you could don't necessarily have to but you could then uh best job i ever had because it just taught me really like how to just sort of go through life knowing that you're gonna have to work if you don't come from like you know old money or something true story so i did work with my dad uh i don't think that was my best job ever because my dad was a concrete finisher and it was fucking miserable <laughs> so i helped him do construction during the summers uh between my sophomore and junior and junior and senior year in high school and uh, where i grew up it was the hottest shit in the summer it gets hot in hell, ladies and gentlemen. It does get hot in hell. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I remember getting a nosebleed one time, worked with him. So, um, definitely not my best job. I, that wasn't my worst job either because it was very cool to be part of a construction crew, you know, prior to my time in an undisclosed military organization. That was probably the closest I had to that kind of camaraderie. Yeah, same. I didn't want to talk about the military at all because that's like super cliche. So I just went with yeah. working with my pops. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting to see the personalities that you see on a construction crew. I mean, these are, these are guys that they're just, they're blue collar, hardworking dudes, you know. Um, they, they know what they're about. They know their job. They usually know it very well. But I mean, at the same time, Every crew's got at least one bullshitter or two. And like they just kind of bring the whole thing down. It's like, and everybody knows who they are. They're very easy to spot out. And uh, word to the wise, if you can't see the bullshitter on your crew, you might be the bullshitter. True story. So up your game, son. Anyways, best job I ever had. <laughs> Funnily enough, it was also uh, at the same company that was my worst job because... I, I'm able to uh, compartmentalize and categorize things in certain different ways. It was the worst because management and the way we were treated overall was just reprehensible. They were garbage people. But it was also the best because I had some travel opportunities that I would not have had any other way. Um, I was able to go to Southeast Asia for months at a time for work. I went to... Uh, other parts of the world, I was able to travel down to um, Antarctica, as you know. I'm looking at one of my little stickers there from when I was down in Antarctica. So um, 
I was able to do that with that job. So the travel opportunities were second to none. But the overall experience and just the bitter taste left in my mouth of working with that company made it the worst. You know, it's like it was the best of times, it was the worst of times in the same company. Um, so that would be my pick for that. And uh, yeah, it uh, that's just is what it is. All right, last question about jobs. What was your first job? Dude, you my, my first job that I remember, like really like somebody giving me a check at the end of the week because of a job well done. I was in middle school. I would ride my bike up into this uh, neighborhood and just uh, I worked at this house for a guy that my dad knew had a horse stable and I would shovel horse shit manure, man manure uh until the stable was clean I, I would do that on like I believe it was monday wednesday friday and the guy had a home office after i was done on friday i would go into the guy's office he would cut me a check give it to me i would bike home with that check in my pocket that's like some grown man shit right there dude and i was only 12 years old and uh it's, it's funny that I look at it back now because I was like, dude, somebody could have fucking jumped me for that check, taken it to the nearest, like, cashier check spot, and just got the money for it. But thank God that never happened. But that was my first job. I would, uh, yeah, I would just go over there. I would clean after the, the horse stable. They also had, like, a pet pig. And sometimes I would, like, shower the pig because it was, like, an indoor pig, too. It's kind of weird, right? They treat it like a dog. But it is what it is, man. They love that. They love that animal. And sometimes I have to clean up after them, too, uh, after the pig. Just uh, It wasn't, like, that bad. It's Honestly, like, that was less work than the horses just because I had two horses, man. If you don't know horses, they shit a lot. Yeah. All I know about horses, you don't want to walk up behind them because they'll kick you in the fucking face. They will kick you. Yeah. They will kick you. I used to take my dog to work, and my dog would play with them. I had a black lab, man. Dog was freaking fearless. He would, like... uh run around and freak out the horses and yeah they would play with each other but one time he got kicked and uh he didn't like that he kind of no got he, he didn't like that he was like uh whoa what was that and kind of like kept to himself for like about a minute went to go play around the yard and he came back and he was back at it with the horses life of a dog right life of a dog <laughs> but yeah that was the uh first job i ever had that was yeah, when I was in middle school, and it was, it was not a bad gig. Like, man, but jobs like that for kids, I, I feel like are, are few and far in between now, man, because, yeah, like, well, people, you know, but I I, I'm, I'm glad I got to go through that. They are few and far between, but I also think kids wouldn't really want to do them, you know? Maybe not. They're trying to do shit like we're doing now, you know, have a podcast, you know? Be, be insta-famous. There's levels to this shit. There is levels to this shit. Get on our level. It's already five deep, you stupid fucking kids. Nah, there's probably some like eight, nine, ten-year-olds out there fucking with a better podcast than we have, to right? be honest. Talking about their time in the sex trade. Little shits. <laughs> okay, so I thought I remember my first job, but as we were talking, I remember it was actually a different one. So the first thing I was going to say was I was a plumber's apprentice, which was a great job. I got paid in cash, but actually... The first job that I had that I got paid for was when I was, 
I believe in seventh grade. So I was, what, 12, 13, something around there. And our school had this interesting program where they would hire out the, the seventh and eighth graders to do like work in the kitchen. So you basically like do dishes, clean tables, etc. But you get paid for it. You get paid minimum wage. It was super, super part time. It was only like on a two week rotation. So everybody could kind of like rotate there because it, was, it wasn't a big school where I was, at least seventh and eighth grade, because it went kindergarten to eighth grade. That was the school uh, kind of setup. So seventh and eighth graders had access to do this job and earn some money, which was great. So I did it, and it was it was pretty straightforward. Um, my mother had been a school cook for a long time, so I mean I had kind of helped her out here and there, you know, during the summers and things like that when school was out. At the, so I knew my way around a school kitchen for sure. It was the same shit, you know. You're just cleaning up pots and pans, putting them into like the dishwasher slash autoclave and, and going from there. So um, that was my first job. And it was uh, it was so neat to get a check made out to you that I went down to the pawn shop to cash. <laughs> they took, Hell yeah. I took 10% from it. <laughs> and I used it to buy some you know, Atari 1600 game because that, that system was still in vogue at the time. You could still find it for cheap before all the hipsters, you know, came around and said, oh, yeah, Atari 1600 is so cool. You don't know shit about Centipede, son. You don't know shit about Centipede or Miss Pac-Man on the Atari 16. Get the, do you know I want my mommy? No, you don't. You know Squeeze Boss? Get the fuck out of here. You ever play E.T. before it was buried? No? It was frustrating. Fuck you, hipster piece of shit. So, that was my first job, my real first job. The other one I was thinking of, it's a funner story because I got paid in cash every day. It was $10 an hour, so slightly above minimum wage at the time. Ooh, cash jobs. Cash jobs. It was job. always fun. And it was during the summer, and I remember taking like a whole week's worth of my pay because, I mean, I worked 10, 12 hours a day, you know, because you could. You're young. Your back don't hurt. Digging up holes for plumbers. I blew my whole paycheck on fireworks nice 300 plus dollars on fireworks because fireworks were legal in the state that i grew up in and fuck yeah that was fourth of july is independence day is still my favorite one of my favorite holidays simply because of fireworks fireworks and fourth of july go together like pb and j no lie yeah like pb and j and alcohol right yes exactly yeah stouts and pb and j let's go All right. Well, that was that was our little topic about jobs. Yeah. Think we're gonna wrap it up right here. We're about at that time for uh, episode two. If uh, you had a you know fun worst job or you know what was your last like you know your favorite job or uh, you know your worst first best job whatever. Hit up the comments, man. Leave it in there. React to us. Let us know. Let us know if you have any interesting stories. Hit up our Instagram already. Number five. The number five.